Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure legal filler in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls of life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit. Know what we said doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art. The shock. Oh, with it. Keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome. To the city stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree, but if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned in to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble in the building, checking in. Wake up, wake up, y'all. Y'all, you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you got up. I know you ate too much yesterday. If you ate like me, I know you ate too much because because you a fat. It's a little fat well, kid living inside of dice. Fat kid out yeah, there yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a little fat kid inside of dice. I, you know she she ain't gained three pounds, but you know she she show can knock it down like uh yeah like she can you know yeah yeah. So yeah, I, I already know. I woke up this morning. I told my wife. I say, baby, I'm going into the office. I say when I get through, when I leave the studio, know that I'm going to the gym. Because I, I, I ate a whole slab of rib. Let's be very clear. Whole slab. Them baked beans she made was popping. I said, baby, please bring me another plate of them baked beans. I did. I said two of them. I said, please bring me another plate of them baked beans. I don't know what you did with them. But you you made sure. You're going to make sure you keep me on them. Lord help me. Bring them beans back. So, yeah, I ate good yesterday, Dice. But, yeah, today I got to get in the gym. Let's be very clear. Listen, I, I pray everybody had a great Memorial Day mm-hmm. yesterday. Again, we want to salute any and everybody who's ever served in any branch uh, for us, for our country. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, um, I pray everybody uh, who, you know, wanted to visit grave sites yesterday and, you know, just speak and pray with your loved ones. I pray everybody had a blessed, blessed day. I know certain people were doing fireworks and, you know, absolutely. We, we had the Second Amendment people doing a little thing too, yeah, mm-hmm. yesterday too mm-hmm. as well. So I, I didn't hear anything. I hear no fatalities and nothing, Dice. So I listen, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every, every, everything is blessed. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And yeah, so what? I got up and ate another plate. Listen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what y'all do on a holiday when that's a whole lot of food, but the next day we're not cooking breakfast. We eating whatever was, you know what I'm Facts. saying? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. For real. I was cracking up because I think focus. I brought this up to you a long time ago. I was like, why is it when we were young, you had these holidays, the food would sit out forever. Nobody got sick. But nowadays it's like, Oh hey, yeah, three hours. You need to go put that in the refrigerator. It's like uh, that's because they shoot. They injecting everything right, in the right, school. Right. Nice. It, it wasn't like that back in our day. Like you absolutely back right. In the day. And I, I hate that these kids don't understand. It. Like I could go play. It would be daylight. Come back night. Food still, and it was fresh. It was good. And yeah, nobody got. some here's the thing. Yes, a whole 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 plate of food this morning. And uh, y'all mind your business. I ain't gonna tell you what I ate. But um. <laughs> Early, early into morning she got up she made sure I, she got I, her, her what, early. Still, still going to the gym and the, so here's the deal this is so wild because i want to talk about fitness real quick so they tell you if you really want to lose weight fast to fast so that it burns off the fat intermediate, intermediate right yeah. intermediate fasting right so don't <laughs> don't eat um i'll be real with you what works best for me is to get up eat and then go work out because i burn off everything i'm just dumping back so i, I think it's up to you so I just want to throw that out there. Y'all be led on how y'all want to work off those uh, ribs and vegan ribs for those of you who know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Once again, you're tuned into The Fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture, deposit, but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ in the center of the message. And listen, oh my goodness, I know the internet been going crazy, Dice. I know we got to talk about it real quick. Uh, Sarah, uh, Jake Roberts, Roberts 
uh, got naked on stage or something, didn't she? She said, you know what? I'm tired of it. Yeah, enough is enough. I'm locked in. But she took her wig off because she said her wig was slipping and her message was more important to her than uh, maintaining her appearance. Amen and bless God. And then I think, and I said this, I said this to you folks. I said she preached better with the wig off. Take the wig off. You don't need no wig. Matter of fact, I don't want you to put the wig back on. I just want you to be you. I want you to be free. Because on, in all honesty, if there is ever a moment where a wig is slowing you down from sharing what God has for us, I need you to snatch that right on off and let that go. Because we don't care. People just want a word. When people come to service, we want a word. We really don't care what you look like. I don't, I don't think these people know that. It's like, that's cute that you want to show up. <clears throat> looking cute that's fine but i can't tell you what you're wearing that day i don't know if you got on versace louis gucci I, I all i know is i was praying for a word i came to church and god confirmed it like that's it that's it so i think this i love that she had this moment because she said that she was more moved by how many women courageously got free and even women in the audience took their wig off so i was like look at god <clears throat> and it's it's sad that we do this I hate wigs. I do. I like. I like. And I, you know this. Like, I like it when a wig looks natural. But if it if it looks like a wig, I don't want it. You know. And it for me, I try to keep my hair natural because <clears throat> my husband just like natural hair. He's like, I just like regular hair. You know what I'm saying? I don't need you to do all that. But I do it for the stage. You know what I'm saying? I do it for the look of. Really, we do. Like, shout out to LJ. Shout yeah, out to LJ. Like regular just, hair. I just, I just like I regular, like regular hair. hair. Shout out like, to LJ. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, cut it, shave it, fade it. Like you know, what I'm saying, like it's your hair. Like I could grow my hair out, and it would, it would, it could provide a hedge of protection around my whole family. Like my hair is is really strong. It's really curly. It's really thick. And he's just like, you gotta embrace what you got. Like the only reason why y'all doing that is because for what you trying to look like somebody else. So. You know, but shout out to all the husbands out here who's like, look, baby, you can just do you. And if you want to put the wig on, that's fine. But, you know, I'm I'm cool with how you are. You know, so I like that, you know, like uh, Sarita or not Sarita, but Sarah, how she just said, I had to let that go and let God move. You know what I'm saying? Like, let God be. Yeah. yeah God, God, God don't care about what you look like. Let yeah. God use you. Yeah, he don't. Just let him use it. Listen, we got a fun pack show today. Uh, listen, we, we're going to sit down. We're going to get uh, E.I. the King uh, on the line for our spiritual Ooh. detox. When I tell you he has a powerful testimony, mm. uh, my man went to prison, got out, man, and really turned his life around. So you don't want to miss that exclusive spiritual detox with E.I. the King. We also going to talk about it. Real talk conversation today. Come on. We're going to talk about it. We we talk, We tiptoed on it a little bit on Monday for the holiday. We're going to talk about prisoner in the mind. So you definitely mm. want to keep it locked for that. We got a ton of new music going. Let's mm. get into it. We got Pastor Mike Jr. on the way. We also got Alex John on the way. Mm. Uh, but right now, let's get it. No big deal. New Dilly. Keep it locked. You tune into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. And you know what a time it is. Uh, we are joined today. Uh, this is an exclusive Dice. Uh, when I tell you, this, this young man has a powerful testimony. Been through a lot, but, but just... Uh, finding that relationship, a real authentic relationship with Jesus Christ uh, really just helped turn his life around. And when I tell you this testimony today, I already see people coming to the altar listening. And I know they just hear our voice and just going to hear his voice, but uh, he going he gonna to bring a lot of people uh, to know God and, and just give him some faith today. I, I think that's what we're missing. Uh, true stories, Dice, you know, where people can really know, no, I, I, get, I get you think you might be down, but you mm -hmm. can come out of that if you choose to grow okay. an authentic relationship with Christ. So listen, help me welcome in a super talented pastor, artist, E.I. the King. What's going on, bro? What's going on? What's going on? Thank y'all for having me. Appreciate appreciate the opportunity. It's an honor. Thank y'all so much for having me, for real. Come on now, E. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here. We're excited. So listen, real, for real. those who may not know who you are, uh, just catch them up on your faith journey and how you develop your personal relationship with Christ. Of course, of course, man. I appreciate it. So yeah, man, long story short, bro, I've done over 12 years in prison uh, from the age of 18 to 31. I've only been in society for 14 months. At the age of 23, I was already going to prison my third time. Uh, but my journey didn't start like that, man. Um, you know, I was blessed to where I wasn't a product of my environment. I wasn't forced to be in the streets. I had a pretty good upbringing, you know what I mean? A single uh, parent home. Uh, my mother left my father when I was a kid. Also, when I was real young, man, as an adolescent, my focus, my passion, my life's purpose as a kid um, was football, man. I grew up as, you know, uh, 
tiny. I was always the smallest kid in every every grade. I was the smallest kid on the football team. But that led me to always like over exceed. You know I mean, that led me to be really violent. It led me to be really loud. I felt like I had to prove myself to everybody. With my father not being present in my life and kind of not choosing to be, I always felt like rejected and less than. Though I didn't register that as a kid, looking back as a mature adult, I can look back and see now that that's what led me to always want to overachieve in sports. So I was the captain of the football team, captain of the defense. I was super talented. I was a great athlete. Uh, so throughout the majority of my younger years, that was my focus and that was my purpose and that was my drive was being a leader like on the football field. Uh, but one of my best friends when I was a kid, his older brother was a dope boy. And I remember he used to come out to our games, you know what I mean, walled up, I mean, mouth full of golds, chunked up, all the jewelry. And I remember watching everybody following him. And I remember like whatever he said was law. And he looked at me like a little brother, but he was talking to me like an equal. And I remember I was always drawn to him and I was just attracted to the street lifestyle because I seen the leadership that he had and how people move just behind his presence. So that began to be like, you know, a taste for me to be attracted to the street life, of course, hip hop culture. Uh, so long story short, man, as I began to get in my preteen years, man, I was always fighting. I always felt like I had to prove myself to everybody. And I just began to just like slowly just derail off the deep end, started smoking weed, drinking. Then I led to me selling weed and drinking, selling pills, cocaine. So by the age of 15, I'm getting arrested for the first time, getting kicked out of schools, getting expelled from public schools and getting expelled from second chance schools, in and out of juvenile programs, escaping from juvenile programs. Now I'm headfirst in the streets, selling dope, hard soft and just committing my life. And by this time, too, my grades are jacked up. So obviously they take football away. I can't play football. So that's when I lost my purpose and I lost like my sense of significance. You know, I felt worthless. I felt like, you know, what I mean, I just wanted to be the best I could be as a leader. And it dictated from used to be on the football field to now on the streets. Um, so long story short, man, I was always trying to find my fulfillment and fill that void in life. You know what I mean? Through, I guess, maybe somewhat leadership, but really just acceptance, man. Because I always felt less than I always felt rejected. And I think really, too, I was hurt. I was broken. That's why I was always quick for violence. I was I was always quick to get into some type of, like, conflict. And it's because I was a broken, hurt kid. And, you know, obviously in the street sense, you know, we view it as, you know, true manhood. You know what I mean? When we take it there to the streets. Uh, but long story short, man, I was a young kid just chasing all the money all the street um, fame and just the street prestige. And it has led me to be incarcerated uh, from a young age. And that really got me institutionalized as a young age. Anybody who knows me, anybody who grew up with me, everybody from my city, whenever they know of EI or my real name, Steven Tessa, Steve, uh, they always know, oh, where's Steve at, man? He's in jail. I was always, always that guy who was always locked up. Um, so like I said, man, 18 years old, whenever my graduating high school class I was supposed to be in, while they're walking down getting their diplomas, I'm walking down prison hallways. You know, so that was the entirety of my life as an adult was just being incarcerated, man. Um, but praise be to God, man, even though that was the destruction, that wasn't it. In the midst of my brokenness, in the midst of my lowest low, that's where God met me. Was he in, in my in my jail cell when I was 18 years old? That's whenever I was received salvation. Uh, my bunkie, he was a, a ex-dope boy, got caught with a whole bunch of weight. And uh, long story short, he got saved while he was sitting in a county jail fighting his case. He shared with me his testimony. He had me read in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, no man can love two masters. You either love the one, you hate the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And for the first time in my life, I thought I was saved. You know what I mean? Just like every other American, I heard the Gospel. I said the sinner's prayer. I had reverence for God. I knew I was living wrong. I asked God to protect me all the time and I asked God to forgive me for my sins, but it wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. I never genuinely committed my life to Christ. And I remember for the first time in my life that night, whenever I read that scripture, I got back up on my, on my bunk and I genuinely, I was tired of throwing my life away, even at 18. And I genuinely committed my everything to Christ by faith. And from that moment, you know, not only was I redeemed, but my life was forever changed. But my growth process was crazy because that very next morning I got in a fight. And obviously, like I shared at the beginning, I went to prison three times after that. So just in a nutshell, man, the majority of my experience of walking with Christ was while I was incarcerated. God would sit me down. I would genuinely seek him. He would build me up. He would begin to use me and show me the gift and call that he had upon my life. But when I come home, I wouldn't be plugged into authentic, genuine Christian community. I wasn't having ongoing discipleship. I wasn't being held accountable. And long story short, I began to slowly just begin to drift back into that old pattern, that street lifestyle. 
and I get right back head first in the streets. All the while, I knew that wasn't who I was. I knew I was pump faking. and I knew I was going against the grain. I knew God had a call on my life. I would just get so wrapped up back in our lifestyle, I felt like I could never change. And I used to always use the excuse that Tiger can never change the stripes. But God in his love and his faithfulness, he'd always chastise me, put me on my neck, and it always beat through incarceration, and God would restore me. Uh, but thanks be to God, man, this last bid that I got was my longest bid. And um, throughout that sentence is when God really led me to a deeper place of intimacy, but ultimately to God showed me specifically the anointing he had on my life. The calling as a pastor, as a shepherd, as a servant leader to make disciples. And he really began to use me like intentionally and strategically throughout the prison system to plant inmate-led churches, mm-hmm. to really be tactical with building relationships with men who are gang affiliated, all the heads of the gang, and just being extremely missional on the rec yard and the dorms and just helping other believers find their gifts and callings, equipping them and us laboring for the kingdom together. So being able to walk through that um bid and just through the grace of god to be able to do that consistently and faithfully of course even with my flaws and all i think that's really what drilled home to me and solidified unto me uh not only the intimacy of christ that i now have with longevity but specifically knowing my purpose and beginning to walk in my purpose that led me to stop being like back and forth you know what i mean so so who we listen thank you for sharing that (laughs) I mean, I, I'm, I was sitting here still digesting it like, oh, my goodness. Um, but there's a question that kind of is stuck in my head. And it's what were you running from? You know what? Um, that's a great question. And I don't I don't I don't think I was running necessarily from anything. I think what it was is. I, I feel like there's a lot of areas in my heart I didn't fully surrender to God yet, you know? And, like, they, some people have a misconception of, like, getting saved in prison. You know, like, the common terminology is say jailhouse religion. Like, all right, we'll see when you come home. Mm-hmm. We'll see what you buy when you come home. And I feel where people are coming from with that. But, but I mean, like, yo, like, the temptation of sin is what? A lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. So we're dealing with the heart issue. And I think for me, while I was incarcerated, especially those first two bids, there was a lot of heart issues that I didn't fully deal with. And one of them was women, my still stronghold and bondage with sexual sin, because that's always what led to my path of like backsliding with sexual sin. But then also too, just the things of the world. You know what I mean? I still had that desire and that passion to seek fulfillment through like street glory. Cause I adopted that paradigm for so long that I was still like holding on to it subconsciously. And I just don't think that I really dealt with that heart issue. You know what I mean? Until I really found my purpose and my fulfillment was ultimately enjoying Jesus, but also to walking in the call that he had on my life that last bit, you know? That's wow. good. That's that good. good. So, so it's more of letting go. Yeah. That's good. Did you, did you find yourself have to go to some type of therapy or some type of counseling though? Um, I mean, honestly, cause I only been home 18 months right now. Right. So praise be to God by his grace. Now I feel like I feel normal. Don't get me wrong. Now I still feel like I know I'm still institutionalized. And I think sometimes people are close to me. They can pick up on it. Sometimes I still feel like socially awkward, especially like in big public settings. But now, because I've been like getting used to it, I feel normal again. But when I first came home, oh yeah, it was crazy, dog. Like my first, like my first several months, man, I, there's so many issues that comes with like transitioning back home. But in all actuality, man, like I tell people all the time, I think everybody, just like in life, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's personality is different. But for me personally, I think I continue to find, I, I found healing and I'm still finding healing. Obviously just through genuinely seeking the Lord, bringing these insecurities, bringing these traumas, these wounds to him, but also to wrestling with pe- wrestling with these issues with people who are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, a big part of my ministry now and a big part of my life purpose and calling is still living life with guys who are in prison still and guys who are coming home. So one of my dogs, my tattoo man actually, who did all my tattoos in the chain gang, he came home like six months after me. And he actually comes mm-hmm. to our small group to that, uh, discipleship now on a regular. So wow. shout out to God for that. That's my homie. So anyways, whenever we wrestle with things about like, I used to fantasize about prison all the time. And I would never tell people close to me about that because I thought it, they, they're going to think I'm crazy. 
You know what I mean? But whenever I called him and told him, I said, bro, you ever be like fantasizing about prison, like subconsciously you just catch your mind going back to your prison routine? I said, yeah, bro, all the time. So whenever you can have that conversation with somebody who has been there and is going through the same thing, it's this community, bro. You know what I mean? Especially whenever they are in Christ, you can grow through those things together and you can continue that healing process through that. So long, like long answer, therapy through organically, through community, yeah. But mm. therapy, like professionally, nah. Uh, let's get it. That's good. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not knocking it though. I would definitely yeah. be open to therapy. But one thing I think that prison really does for me, and for anybody who really leans into it, is man, I really began to discover who I am as a man while I was incarcerated. Man, number one, by genuinely pursuing Jesus and the Creator showing me my identity. But also, too, man, you got so much time on your hands. I really began. One of the guys who discipled me, he did years in the chain game, mature, one of the most mature brothers of Christ I ever met. He's always encouraged me to ask myself why. And not ask myself, but ask the Lord why in prayer. Like, okay, dude talk to me crazy. I get pissed. I want to slap the taste out of his mouth. Okay, but hold on. Why am I getting upset? Why am I angry? Why, you know what I mean? And asking myself those things, becoming to know myself more. And I think that being led by the spirit of God, and God continuing to show us that we 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 really can lean into our incarceration and grow as men while incarcerated. You know what I mean? So no, that's good. That's good. Listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, you tune into the fix. Uh, we got to go to a quick break. We're coming right back. Don't touch that dial with more from EI the King. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. Holy culture, holy culture radio, healing, hope, and how to lose. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Listen, we still got the super talented pastor, super talented artist, uh, E.I. the King, on with us this morning. So, E.I., talk about it. You know, you you start to develop a relationship with Christ for yourself, an authentic relationship. You start building. You start being discipled. Okay, so as you mature and as you get to, uh, you know, understand and have uh, God for yourself and have that personal relationship, when did you know that you wanted to kind of like minister this word? Because it's one thing to be discipled, be able to navigate and do things for yourself. But I feel like you need to be called to do any type of ministering or pastoring of other people. Like, I feel like God needs to tell me. I I tell people all the time, I say, I ain't running. I say, he ain't told me to be no pastor. Yeah, Yeah, man. Um, That's a great question. And I think for the most part, man, I got to give credit to where credit's due. Obviously, you know what I mean? There's God and his revelation, but the people who disciple me. And I tell people all the time, man, like I am forever thankful, grateful, and I will forever champion the chain gang because the most mature men I've ever met in my life, the most mature men of God I've ever met in my life were my dogs, my homies who got life sentences or who ain't coming home, you know what I mean? Who've been doing years in the chain gang and they turned their life sentence to a life service. So I was blessed and honored to be discipled by these guys. And I saw firsthandedly as an adolescent, as a babe in Christ, I understood by watching them and seeing how they discipled me what true organic Christianity was. And of course, yeah, like it's about a lifestyle of obedience and holiness and and pursuing Jesus, but also as well about strategically and missionally living life on the compound, the prison compound, seeing the kingdom of God further. So not only did I see them move like that, but they discipled me like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Understanding and knowing that God has an anointing and call upon all of our lives. He's given us all spiritual gifts. And it's not to live in some Christian bubble. You know what I mean? Me and my Jesus. Nah, but that we invade culture. And I watch God use these men to invade the prison compound. Intentionally going on the worst dorms, trying to get the worst, most gangstified, celly on the pound and point them to Christ. You know, just that type of missional mindset. So I saw it that was instilled into me through discipleship. But I, I knew that God always had a call in my life for leadership. Like I said, in sports, man, I was always the captain of the team. I was captain of the defense. I was always very vocal, very outgoing. And I know God always placed that, uh, that, that characteristic trait on me, that gravity that a lot of people like to call. People are drawn to me, influence. Mm-hmm. So whenever I began to um, mature in my faith walk in Christ, I seen that God began to use me the same way. And not just so much in the church. But yeah. especially outside of the church when it comes to unbelievers. And I just seen God set that fire within me and that passion and that desire mm-hmm. uh, to be used by him in the dorms I was in, in the prison compound to disadvantage And like I said, I was taught and I was trained by a lot of mature men in faith and I watched them. And then that was passed on to me. 
So you say it was passed on to you, but mm-hmm. did you did you ever have any idea through this whole process of you, you being incarcerated, not incarcerated, back and forth? Did you ever have an idea that you would be leading people to Christ, like or that you had a call of God on your life? Like, mm-hmm. had you ever had like a feeling of, oh man, God, I hear you, but nah, you know what I'm saying? Or or did it just boom? Like, did did, did it just connect when you finally submitted? Yeah, um, I would say whenever I was, like, before I was saved, nah. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, God was always drawing me, you know, for salvation. But I never, like, as a kid thought, like, you know, God would use me to, like, preach the gospel as a pastor or anything like that. Definitely not. I was out there thugging. I was out there wilding. <laughs> um, but whenever but whenever I got saved, yeah, I think that as a, as a young believer, I think God put that passion in me. You know, like I said, I've always been a leader. So I think that I adopted that. That was like a natural call of God upon my life of leadership. And that spiritually endowed through his anointing through salvation. And as I continued to mature, that was a passion. And it continued to grow and grow and grow. But for years now, I was just discipled. And he would use me naturally, yeah. But it really wasn't so much intentional and strategic. Mm-hmm. And like really walking in the gift and the call until later on. Until like I was more mature and I was equipped. But I mean, I, I I swear I had the best training grounds ever, and I was in the worst state of, in the worst prisons in the state of Florida. And to me, that's where all the fruit was born at in gangland, where it's going down when people are getting wet up, stabbed every day, people dying, police getting stabbed. When it's chaos, that's where the fruit was. That's where the harvest was. And I was blessed to be able to just see God move and work through the lives of those men there, and to be a part of that kingdom labor there. And that's where I I swear I'm forever thankful. For that training ground in that season of my life through incarceration. So, yeah, how did you get into music? When, when did that come about? Yeah, man, I've been rapping my whole life, man. Especially uh, as a kid, I was always a goofball. I remember, like, my mom would tell you to this day, she'd be in the backseat of the car listening to whatever radio station she's listening to, and I would just make up lyrics over the song, just clowning. Uh, so then, whenever I started falling in love with hip hop, you know, Nas, DMX, um, you know, young, uh, the old cash money, you know what I mean? So whenever I got, I fell in love with hip hop, I think I began to uh, really have a passion. You know what I mean? I've always been like uh, expressive, you know what I mean? Like I vote, like I always communicated myself. I was always a communicator. So when I started going to juvenile programs, I started uh, writing poetry first. And that poetry led to songs. And then whenever I started um, like getting a little bit older, I think maybe 16 was the first time I went in the studio. And this is when I'm head first in the street selling dope. And I remember I like we go to the studio all the time in the hood. And I remember some of these old heads in the hood that hear my music. And I never forget this one old guy. He he was a drug addict, he was a crack addict. And uh he used to be a big dope boy, but then started smoking dope and he used to be in music too. And we used to always be on the corner freestyling. And I never forget this. This is when I realized I had a gift with music. Um <laughs> so he pulled up on me, you know, we used to always be on the corner freestyling and uh he pulled up on me one day. He said, Steve, let me holler at you. I said, what's up? He said, I want you to realize that when it comes to rapping, he's like, you got a gift. And he like really made sure I understood that. I'm just like not even paying attention to him. He said, listen, Steve, look at me, bro. He's like, compared to everybody else, he's like, you the best one out here, bro. And you got a gift. Know that. So um, it really registered with me, man. And uh, I started hearing that more frequently. Like the more I would be in and out of the studio. We're just in a plan. We just making trap music, talk about selling dope and street stuff. Um, so it was a passion for me for years, especially in a lot of streets. I always go to the studio, but I never released anything just because it was a way that I would express myself. And even when I was in the streets, even though it was all like trap music, all of it was like, you know, unrighteous and like street lifestyle stuff. It was still authentically what I was going through. And it was me expressing my emotion. Um, so I think that's really what, you know, people gravitated towards and identify with it. So I think that's when I, I first realized that, yo, like I was gifted with music and I really started taking it like pretty serious. Talk about what you're working on now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, the incarceration part four, the end is my first album. It's dropping June 16th. Listen, if you see this, go ahead and go to my Instagram page. He had king underscore. Go to my link tree and hit the pre-save. Uh, so this is my first uh, album, and it's a compilation of the entire project, Incarceration Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. And it's just a whole journey of my incarceration. And that's the whole theme, that's the whole narrative of what I was experiencing from the pain of feeling abandoned and forgotten, of my kids growing up and me not being able to see them at all, missing the entirety of my kids' life from 
all the chaos in prison, everything, and then ultimately too, God transformed my life while incarcerated. So all throughout the album, there's a whole bunch of skits and it's real audio from my court sentencing. There are real prison phone calls of me reaching out because God gave me this vision while I was in prison of, mm -hmm. of the entire project. So um, it's just cool seeing God bring it all to fruition. I got a documentary on the way and it's crazy because God gave me this vision when I had years to go. Mm -hmm. And right now, seeing all of it just brought to pass at this show, man, I encourage all my dogs who call me from prison all the time. They call me crying because they see me like on the tablets. They see my music videos and listen to my song. These are my homies I did years with. So mm -hmm. above everything, that's my why. Obviously, first God, my family, mm -hmm. but them, like my dogs who are incarcerated, that's my why. So when they call me excited, encouraged, inspired, crying, like, bro, like, I seen the video, I heard the song, like, wilding out, like, my biggest, like, encouragement to them is like, yo, like, I'm nobody, bro. Like, we did years together on, like, hanging out on the rat, walking the yard together, doing ministry together. God wants to do the same exact thing through you, bro. Mm -hmm. So that's always my biggest encouragement to everybody. When God, you know, genuinely leads us to a place of surrender, he gives us vision and he fulfills it because he's faithful. We just got to walk it out in obedience. So. Listen, y'all need to go and hit a brother on his cash app. Yeah, the king just said, hey, you got to be faithful, follow the vision, trust uh, God. He uh, gave you everything. Um, you just have such a wonderful testimony. And I, I really thank God for you staying faithful. You know what I mean? Because there's a million other things you could be doing right now. And I appreciate you giving the love back, you know what I'm saying? And letting us know, like, yeah, I, I know my why. And I think your why matters more than anything. Um, so it's just an honor that, uh, to have you on the show today, man. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you so much, man. It's yeah. an honor. Thank you so much. And also, too, man, I just want to throw this out here, too. I try to always lead in my weakness. And I want to always be as authentic as I possibly can. So that's one thing I champion when it comes to my life and my ministry. Like, I appreciate, you know, for just like the support and the honor and the respect. But man, like obedience, partially. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'm jacked up and I still wrestle with a lot of things, whether it be sexual sin, whether it be anger. Man, I'm jacked up to the fullness. And it's only the faithfulness of God, man. And I just want to continue to see an authentic expression of that, even in spiritual leadership. Of course, now there's a balance that we out here wilding and tripping. Yeah, we need to yeah. sit our butts down. Uh, but man, I just thank God for his faithfulness and even still using us as broken vessels in the midst of our weaknesses, in the midst of our imperfections. This is about how we wrestle with it. I'm going to wrestle with it openly. I'm going to wrestle with it authentically. And I'm going to openly share that and communicate it because I know I'm not the only one wrestling with these things. Other people are as well. And that's how we can overcome together by openly communicating that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we appreciate you rocking with us this morning. EI, tell the people how they connect with you, follow on all your social media platforms, as well as introduce your latest single. Yeah, man. So listen, man, my name is E.I. The King. You can follow me on Instagram at E.I. The King underscore TikTok, all that. But especially to my YouTube channel, E.I. The King. I got a podcast on there called Let Me Talk, Bro. I also got another podcast on my other YouTube channel called The Incarceration Podcast. All I do is talk about prison and talk about prison stories. And my album is dropping June 16th, The Incarceration Part 4. The end, the latest single just dropped with Paris Therese finding me. Y'all run it up, fam. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. DJ Focus. Dice Gamble, you tune back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. And it's time to get real. Mm -hmm. uh, we got, we got. I don't know, Dice. We got one for them today. I don't know if they're ready for this one. I mean, I, we we tiptoed around it a little bit yesterday, but you reminded me that uh, no, nah, focus. We got to go back and uh, have a real conversation about that. We can't just skirt yeah. past it and just give mm -hmm. the people uh, just that little that little bit of uh, orange juice. Dice want to give you all. She want to give you the milk, the meat, and everything. Well, I mean, you know, like you said, we're it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Okay, so we're at May the 30th. So we have about another day to talk about the mind and how that works. And uh, shout out to Joyce Myers and all you other wonderful men and women of God who have created uh, products that talk about how we are trapped in our mind. And it's a mental game every day. That's why motivational speakers make their money. That's why churches are packed. Like we need people to help talk us through what we're thinking 
Like, because you, you can't do it because you're thinking those thoughts. So you, you have to go talk to somebody else. And literally, that's what you're doing when you go to therapy in different places. And you're in life groups, you're in community is you're offering up. This is what I'm thinking. Now, tell me if I'm off. You know, that's why it's important to have a good uh a good family around you, good friends around you, people who aren't trying to take from you or trying to gain from your crooked thought, you know, or they're not trying to just, um, you know, um, I don't know, glean from your thoughts. Like, uh, I made a comment to somebody before that. I think they were talking about, uh, doing drugs or something. And they were like, yeah, me and such and such. And I said, you and who? And I was like, it's funny that every time you bring up doing drugs, you always have friends involved. Sounds like you need to change your friends. There's mm. two two things here. You don't know if you're addicted because they're addicted and they keep bringing it up. Or you don't know if they're benefiting off of your addiction. So you could be the one like, yeah, I'm going to go buy a whoop, whoop. You want to hang out? Yeah, y'all do that every weekend. They don't, they don't have to go pay for their drugs because you paying for their drugs. So not only are you leading them astray, you're feeding it to their habit. And they're just mentally acting like, oh, no, we friends. We friends. Y'all not friends. Anytime your friends are offering up something that's hurting you, they're not your friend. They're using you. They're using you. They're either using the weak part of your mind right now or they're using your pocket. So it's like, go ahead. Well, no, no, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up before you go, go forward. I think, you know what, you know what helped me in that area? Because you're absolutely right. Those are not your friends and they are using you. You have to recognize that you are being emotionally led to do these things. I think a lot of people... Uh, they got their emotions involved. They they mm. want to fit in. They just want to, you know, feel like be they cool. have to be around this circle. To, mm -hmm. and, and it's all emotion driven. And usually mm -hmm. the friends that are using those people to pay for all the drugs, all the liquor, all the wine, whatever it may be. Yeah, they know they plan on your emotions. That's how they get in your mind and manipulate you. So, no, mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to bring that up before you go past that. That is very, very important that people need to understand how to recognize and how to control your emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you got to deal with your emotions because, honestly, you paying people to be around you speaks to your insecurity of being alone. So then you got to dig a little deeper. And this is why some people don't do that. Like, And one of the first things in, and this is, I'm talking from experience and going to counseling. Like one of the first things a counselor will ask you is like, Hey, let's switch up your little routine a little bit. You know, you're going to need to spend some time alone. And this is one thing people don't want to do because the thoughts in their head terrify them because they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to stop them. They don't know how they got there. They don't know what it's, what, it, what do my thoughts say about me? And, um, your thoughts don't say anything about you. They're your thoughts. But if you don't correct them or put them or cast them down, as the Bible says, you know, if they're trying to exalt themselves against what God is talking about, now we got to get rid of that thought. So you have to learn to process alone. That is the thing. Like it's going to take you up against you. So that person in the mirror, that's what you're going to have to deal with. And it's, it's scary to face your own thoughts. Because you got to own it. So you can't blame Johnny Joe or Sue who's around you or your mama or your auntie or your daddy. It, when ain't nobody there and it's just you. Oh, you got to deal with you. So if you're having, oh, I, I feel That's depressed. Good. I feel depressed. Why? So now you got to, now you got to chew on. Why do I feel this way? Oh, because of A, B, and C. Okay. Okay. Well, why? And you really, you know, when you're in a corporate world, it's called the five why analyzation where you, you want to get to a problem five times. You need to ask why. For me, I've always used that in my personal life of five times. You got to ask why. Okay. I feel this way. Why? Because this happened. Why? Such and such said what? Why? You know, because I did A, B, and C. Why? So it's like, you, and then you get to the root of it. Oh, I did that because I was feeling insecure and I, I didn't want to be. And so, yeah. So, so, but processing alone is one way that you get out of the uh, jail of, of your mind that you really can start to break free. But write it down though, because you, you typically have a pattern, you know, in your life and it will keep showing up until you deal with it. And I know so many people like this in life focus where they have the same prop the problem keep coming back but they'll keep blaming somebody else they broke all the time or every five months they're they're back in debt why because you haven't changed that habit you haven't changed your thought you haven't yeah. changed your thought you got money no you don't not if it's not saved invested put away and you flipping it and it's making you money while you sleep you don't have no money so stop thinking that you got five hundred dollars in your bank and you're rich it don't work like that <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, uh, bro, I can, 
sometimes you gotta change people's thoughts. It's hard too, because people be like, "Oh, I got you ain't got nothing." You know you ain't got nothing. My my like, you ain't got a pot to pee in. What you talking about? Uh, how are you go if, if if one if one tire on your car break down, you screwed. You in you're trouble. Screwed. Yeah, you can't pay your rent. You can't do nothing. So it's like you have to change your thought when you want to get financially free. You have to change your thought when you have these um, you know, sexual desires that are not what God would want you to have. You're going to have to sit with that and say, "Why do I feel that way? What happened to me when I was young? Who who did that? Why did they do that? If I don't know why, why am I still holding on to that?" You know what I'm saying? Why <clears throat> me and my husband were talking um about growing up one day and my comment to him he was sharing something that happened to him when he was younger and just his thought of why he i think just grinds so hard or works so hard or whatever but i was saying yeah we got to change our thought as we grow because when you get older you got to change your thought and i was like you don't want the 10 year old you to block the 50 year old you's blessing you know what i'm saying but if mm-hmm. you never come if you never confront the 10 year old you're 50 then you'll be acting like a 10 year old at 50 and so that's what we don't want you know, and it's hard for people to one forgive. I don't know why. I I, I love forgiving people because I like to be free. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just I love it because I'm like no no no. When I when I release you to the Lord, I know He's gonna take care of you because He promises to fight my battles and to deal with my enemies. So when I let you go, now I get now I can move on. Yeah. And that and you have to do this to get out of your mind, so you're not a prisoner to your thoughts. You know, like. Don't be a victim. That's a big one for me. I don't have friends that are victims. Not very long. As soon as I figure out that you always, it's always somebody else's problem or somebody else did something to you every day. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Stop being a victim. Life sucks. Stop being a victim. I'll put that on a t-shirt and that's going to be, <laughs> don't put a Bible verse underneath it. You know what I'm saying? Life can be hard. Stop being a victim. Jesus's life was way worse. So like, come on now. We got the power to overcome anything um but we have to keep on pushing and that's why i said sometimes you gotta you gotta shut your thoughts down man because you'll be like man everybody's against me everything i do fails every time i try it don't work out okay you need to change that thought yes i love everybody everybody might not love me but i'm gonna love everybody god is for me you know what i'm saying god will help me through this another day god woke me up so i know i'm still i still have purpose on this earth like you have to change your thought <clears throat> Because your your thoughts will just they'll they'll keep you they'll keep you in a prison. You know, I, I think something that, that will help people um, is taking care of when you prior, <laughs> prioritize self care. Mm-hmm. I think self care helps with being able to deal with the negative thoughts because you're taking care of yourself. I th- um something that's been helping me and, and, and I bring up self care because of course I'm going back to yes, I'm on this fitness journey. I'm uh, trying to exercise, I'm trying to lose weight. I, I don't make I don't make the mark every day. Some days I don't go to the gym when I know I should be, but I'm I'm getting back on track. But one thing I did realize when I was going to the gym and when I go to the gym, forgive me, when I go to the gym, mm-hmm. that self care it helps my mental. It helps me think positive. So now I don't have these negative thoughts in my mind. Every time I'm running around that track, every time I'm on that elliptical, every time I'm building some weights, man, it's encouraging, Dice. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking around too as well. And, and that's something that the gym does too as well when you talk about mm-hmm. boost up your morale and, and mm-hmm. make you feel better because you mm-hmm. look around. Okay, I see you over there with the pecs. I'm coming for mm-hmm. you. I see mm-hmm. you over there with Gun City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see you over there with them legs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You squatting 500. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Just, just hold that, hold that thought. I'm coming, mm-hmm. and and that those that positive energy it helps you. And like I say, it started with self care, because if I didn't start going to the gym, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be exposed to all of these people in here who are on their own fitness journeys. They're on their own health journeys to keep their bodies intact, and, and it motivates me and it, it encourages me. And like I say, there has never been a negative thought. I've been in there uh, for hours. Mm-hmm. I ain't thought about nothing negative. I ain't thought about nothing shady. Everything mm-hmm. has been positive <laughs> every time mm-hmm. I go there. So I just think that self care um, is something that you know. And I know you can uh, you know speak to it a little bit too as well. Well, of course, anything healthy you already know, but it's not, and it's not easy. You know, the first time I started really, really taking the gym seriously, I just would drive to the gym, sit in the parking lot, and leave. Like I just did not have it mentally to go into the gym. And that's why I'm like, sometimes you have to, know, you got to know where you are. That's why you got to sit with yourself sometime and be like, whoo, you know what I'm saying? I know the right thing to do. 
but I'm going to need some help doing that. So then I would pull up to the gym and I would go live. Hey, y'all, I just got to the gym. So now I'm putting pressure on me, but I did it intentionally because I knew, okay, well, if you said you went to the gym, they probably going to want to see a follow-up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then I would go to the gym and I would ask the person at the door, how many days has it been since I've been here? And I remember one time the girl said 65 days. I said, oh, girl. I was like, ooh, I didn't know what I told her. I'll see you tomorrow. She said, okay. So when she said, I see you tomorrow, it gave me accountability. And in the back of my mind, I was like, ooh, I told that girl I'll see her tomorrow. I don't want to be known as a liar. You know what I'm saying? I got to show up. So it's like I had to trick myself. And then even when I first got in the gym, folks, I'll be real. I used to look at, you know, all the girls, they they in better shape than me. You know, they got the little waist, nice muscles. They've been doing the little dips, you know, everybody. And I would just be like, man, I, I feel like, I need to get like them. And then I was like, no, no, no. I don't need to get like them. I'm working on my heart. That's why I'm here. I'm here for my endurance. And then and whatever else core stuff I want to work on, I can work on that later. But I had to change my mind and say, this is my tribe. So every time I'm in the gym and I'm looking around and I start feeling insecure, I'm like, I'm this is my people. This is my tribe. You know what I'm saying? I'm in here with my family because we all have the same mindset. And so it's not, it's not competitive. We all in here for a reason, but the main reason is better life. And so it's like, you have to change your thought. Sometimes you'll have to change your thought mid thought. And it's the way that you really cast out the enemy from trying to block your blessing or to get you to think it's you against somebody. No, no, no. It's you against you. It's you against you. That's it. Yeah, it's always you against you. Listen, we're talking about prisoners in the mind. Uh, keep it locked. We got to go to a break. We coming back uh, with more. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source for Faith Infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. And uh, yes, we in the middle of this real talk conversation. We talking about it at Dice, you know, prisoner in the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very, very important to uh, understand, you know, your mind uh, can, uh, you know, affect you in a lot of different ways. We know the, the worst way is being negative, having these negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's put some Bible on that thing. Let's let's make sure we get, get, a, get the people some word. Well, <laughs> no, I always and. In- and for, for those of you who don't know, Ephesians 6 and 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil. So it's like we have to renew our mind daily. Like you have to really lean into uh, Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things that are above and not the things that are on the earth. And just know, one, you're not alone. So you're not here alone, but I think our mind often says you're alone. Like it's you, you're the problem. You're alone. Nobody thinks like this. Nobody cares, you know, and trust me, that is the voice of the enemy. And so we really got to have some scriptures on deck that help us fight this. But uh, first John one and nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So a lot of times we have things and thoughts in our mind of stuff we've done, things that other people don't even know, thoughts that other people would probably shiver if they knew we thought. But that's why you want to keep that first John one and nine and just say, no, I, no, I'm forgiven by the blood of Jesus. He has washed me from my sins. I'm, I've repented. I'm changing my ways, you know, and, um, and, and woo, 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 here we go. But Second um, Corinthians 10 and 5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And this, these are uh, like NIV versions and things like that, English standard uh, versions as well. But you have to know that the thoughts in your mind that are above God or, or things that God definitely would not want you to do. You have to really say, no, 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 I got to cover that by the blood of Jesus and know that I am redeemed. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> this is why it's important to be in your word. Like we talk, we talk about knowing God's voice. That's what's going to help fight our prideful, lustful, sinful voice. Like, listen, you know what I'm saying? Like little children, you are from God and have the power to overcome your thoughts for he who is greater is in you like he's greater than the world first john four and four so just know listen god got you but you i i would suggest if you know that you're in a habit of bad thoughts because honestly some people haven't even acted out on these thoughts let's talk about this it's a thought Mm. that satan 
sow the seed. The thought is there. Every time you get an opportunity and you see that picture same kind of sowed, you're thinking about doing what's in your mind. Like nobody else even knows. It's just you. And the enemy will keep on presenting a situation for you to sin. Like I, I promise you, like as soon as you have a thought of, I'll just use a big example, cheating on your spouse with a certain type. If you're at work with that certain type and you keep getting a, a window open for to be in a room with this certain type, the devil will be all in your brain like, here's your moment. Don't miss your moment. Here's your opportunity. Ooh, you was thinking about that. Oh, you saw that person bend over. Oh, you saw the muscles. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know you want this. You know, listen, ain't nobody here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like this thing. And until you cast that thought out, um, it's going to be there. And it's every time that door opens, one day you're going to slip up. You're going to slip up. But that's why it's important if there's a thought in your mind that you know is against God. If you know God has you in a covenant relationship or something like that, you have to go back on to the godly thought, not the one. And really rebuke uh, the thought of the enemy, that, that, you know, the suggestion of the enemy because he's just a suggestion. But like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but um, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and like I said, this is the amplified version. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or of cowardice of craving or cringing or fawning fear but he has given us a spirit the spirit is of power love a sound mind calm well-balanced mind a disciplined mind a mind full of self-control that's what god has given us uh, what's in second timothy 1 and 7 so don't fall subject or weak to the say to, to the devil to the devil's thought of you know saying nah 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 this is for you it's like no i got enough power in here to do the thing that god would want me to do the right way god gave me that i'm in control of my mind because he's in control of my mind so constantly keep on casting those thoughts out but i i ain't gonna beat him up with any more scripture today i just know y'all gotta cast down all those thoughts that exalt themselves above god and listen you better do it and let's be very clear i'm glad you brought up that when you say cast out all those thoughts you know the only way you can cast out those thoughts is if you continue to take your prayer life to a new <laughs> level get on your face every morning so you know if you had that thought run through your mind and you're struggling with it mm -hmm. take it to god mm -hmm. take it to your accountability partner that's the other thing too as well we talk about it all the time on here dice expose the devil you're absolutely right you at work and yes absolutely the, the enemy keeps playing with your mind and it's, it's some friction at home with you and your wife so now the enemy playing with you with a co-worker or somebody at work, work and now yeah exactly but, but it's, you, it's but a whole you, sinful work work husband somebody said that to me the other day i said the devil is a lie uh oh uh, i wish i would a, i wish you I said would. a whole sinful a, a whole, whole sinful, sinful. co-worker are you serious? Y'all yeah. made that up. But that's how prevalent sin has become where people start to normalize a lust in another area. That's why I'm like, you know, y'all got to shut that down. Like, don't even joke with me. Like, don't, like I hear you trying to throw a joke, but uh, I cast your joking self down too. Like, y'all will all be at the altar today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, nobody got time for that because those are seeds that people sow. That's why I'm like, you can't accept everything somebody say to you. But go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But just when you brought that up, that just struck a nerve with me. <laughs> no, no, you're good. And, and you're absolutely right. And you know why you were able to cast that down. You know why you were able to speak with confidence. And that's mm -hmm. the part that people fail to realize. We've gotten watered down as believers. We got watered mm -hmm. down as Christians. Mm -hmm. And we're not putting enough. Get, we're not giving ourselves enough time for studying, mm -hmm. enough time for prayer, enough time mm -hmm. for meditation so we can hear the mm -hmm. voice of God clearly and be able to decipher the voice of the enemy when the enemy is coming right in our face and tears down. I don't know why you guys think that the enemy is not doing what the enemy wants to do. Once again, he's a defeated foe, but he always is going to suggest things to break us down he came to steal kill and destroy he don't want to see us happy he don't want to see our homes happy he don't want to see our money right yes mm -hmm. so if you allow for him he gonna do what he do but that's why you have to continue to put more positive thoughts into your mind you have to make sure you educate yourself in on how to study your bible properly you have to make sure that you have a real good prayer life with god because that's the that's the first thing i do anything i struggle with even if i don't start it the habit right away, I take it to God immediately. I said, mm -hmm. all right, God, I know. I, I, I done came to you about 10 times praying for this thing. I ain't there yet, but I know you're going to do it. I know you told me your word would never come back void. 
and I'm resting on your promises. I know I'm struggling in this area. I know my flesh is weak, but I need you to make sure my flesh is strong enough to endure through this process. And those are the things that will get you through those trying times and get those thoughts out of your mind to where you realize, no, especially for my married folks. Listen, two things we, we agree upon in my household. Divorce is not an option. We, we ain't even thinking about it. It's not an option. So when you get that in your mind, Mm-hmm. And you already know that's not an option. It helps you make decisions, like you said, Dice, a little bit easier. Because mm-hmm. now, since divorce is not an option, why well, I want to be disrespectful to my wife and go out here and bang somebody else? What mm-hmm. what, what, what does that do? It didn't give mm-hmm. no glory to God. It mm-hmm. disrespected my wife. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it didn't do anything for my daughter because now I got a daughter that I'm trying to pour into and try to teach her how to select the right kingdom man. And then I'm a kingdom man, so I say it. But mm-hmm. I go out here and I, I find myself vulnerable and weak. Nah. So I had to be real with myself. Let's be very clear. I, so I'm not weak in that area, but mm-hmm. I don't give the enemy no room. There Anybody who know, majority of the time, 90% of the time, yeah, focus wife pulling up with them. We out of town. <laughs> if she can go and she can clear, clear her schedule because she got a schedule, she does other things too as well. But as mm-hmm. long as she can go, yeah, I'm paying for that ticket. Why, mm-hmm. why, why, why even have any issues at all? I ain't got to worry about no mm-hmm. cold bed for two, three days and no hotel. No, it ain't cold in that bed. I promise you, the Lord knows that thing's smoking. <laughs> smoking. Yeah, shower action, everything. Absolutely. It's beautiful. We we enjoy going to the hotel because it's needs right? more fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Them white towels and white wash rags are amazing. Thank you, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, for my married folks. No, no, nobody's folks. single. Don't do it. No, no, you married. single. Yeah, you on these retreats. No, no, no. No, you could go, but you can't. It got to be cold. So, yeah, yeah. you got to have your Bible with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, you, when, you, when you're cold and you need something to comfort you, don't call Tyrone from uh, floor five to come up on floor seven. Floor no. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. You know, that's how you play with singles. They be right in the same hotel. Like you say, they they, they nerves be bad. Yeah, they, they be sitting down at that bar and had yeah. a, little, a, a couple of communions. And then before you know it, you done messed up. You done yeah, messed no. up. <laughs> Yeah, you done messed up. So don't do it. I ain't talking to singles. Singles stay saved and sanctified. Singles stay saved and sanctified. You got Mm -hmm. God right now until you get somebody. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. to my married folks. I'm tired of all this fornication. I mean, I'm sorry, um, adultery within marriages. It it needs to quit. We we need to stop. We need to have it a wrap. You can't keep saying you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you believe in the covenant, but you just continue to allow for yourself to be vulnerable. Y'all need to talk that thing about it. Anything y'all have issues in the bedroom sexually, communicate and then compromise. Yeah, it ain't all about what you think you're supposed to have every time. No, no, y'all. It, that's a whole nother conversation we're gonna talk about and pleasing each other in the bedroom. Yeah, you. It, it's meant for you to please your wife and your husband. Wives please the husband, not just get your rocks off. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, I know y'all don't want to hear that real, but that's the real. But that takes communicating. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit the mark every time when I first uh, was married to my wife. When we first start having uh, touch and agree moments, I had to feel her out. I had to connect with her. Women are different. Yeah, yeah. man, we can, we we can do it right away. I promise you, it don't take us long at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, keep touching that right there, real quick, and I'll be right. done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up to as well. Listen, DJ Focus Dice Gamble. I promise you, uh, I appreciate this convo today. We got. Yeah. We might have to have a part two to this. I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> we, we listen. We got to go to break. We're coming back. Listen, we got the sports report coming up too as well. Uh, so keep it locked for that. Featuring our brother Justin Adams, uh, which you know. Our Faith in Sports Report is uh, just where we highlight the latest in athletics as well as talk about how God can be glorified in sports. So keep it locked for that exclusive uh, segment coming up too as well. But right now, let's get to it. Lecrae, Tasha Cobb, Leonard, your power. Keep it locked. You're tuning into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Hey, what's going on? This is Justin Adams, and this is your The Fix Faith and Sports Update. Now, here's the drill. Before we get to the games, we have to get to the scriptures first. And our verse of the day comes from Psalms 1, 1 and 3. And it says this, Blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Again, that's Psalms 1, 
one and three. Now, speaking of prospering, how about the Miami Heat? They'll be making their seventh trip to the NBA Finals as they just dominated the Boston Celtics in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Final score, 103 to 84. Now, Jimmy Butler, he was named the Eastern Conference Finals MVP as he scored 28 points, but don't forget about Caleb Martin, who had 26 points and 10 rebounds in the W as the Heat becomes the second eighth seed to go to the NBA Finals as they will face my Denver Nuggets in Game 1 of the NBA Finals, which gets underway on Thursday. Also, the Stanley Cup Final was set as the Vegas Golden Knights, they blanked the Dallas Stars by a final score of 6 to nothing in Game 6 of the Western Conference Final. Now, the NHL, they are guaranteed to have a franchise win its first ever Stanley Cup this postseason as it's going to be the second trip to the Stanley Cup Final for both the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the Knights, they played for the Cup back in 2018 and the Florida Panthers, they played for, play for the Cup in 1996. Now Vegas will host the Panthers in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final and that gets underway on Saturday, June 3rd. This update has been brought to you by After the Game Ministries. After the Game Ministries gives athletes the tools they need to manage the game of life beyond the playing field through Bible studies, mentoring, and discipleship. For more information, go to afterthegameministries.org. Again, that's afterthegameministries.org. I'm Justin Adams, and this was your The Faith Fix and Sports Update. Now back to DJ Focus and Dice Gamble. Yes, sir. We're back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. We appreciate uh, our brother Justin uh, Adams uh, giving us that sports report. Uh, remember, uh, we're we going to continue to uh, push uh, the faith and sports report here right here on The Fix. So okay. keep it locked for that. Listen, the finals are set. It's about to be off the chain. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I'm looking forward to these finals. So, uh, yeah, Justin going to keep you up to date with everything in the finals and everything sports related. And he going to give you a little Bible, too, as well. So I hope y'all appreciated that faith and sports report. But, Dice, we got to get out of here. It's been yeah. fun, but we got to run. Got to go. Oh, my goodness. Prisoners of the mind, Dice. Well, Closing thoughts? No, I just pray that, you know, that, I don't know, God opened somebody's heart and that we're kind of set on end because... You know, I know a lot of people who are locked up in their head and, uh, you know, God wants you to be free. So it's like, you know, lean on in that word and get free. So I, I think sometimes we got to have these tough talks. I hate it that we beat our audience up sometimes with them, but I know it's necessary because these are things that help me to get free. Realizing that there's some thoughts that just kept me frozen. It's like, why, why is a thought keeping you frozen? That's how you know it's the enemy. It's not even an action. It ain't even happened. You know, it's hypothetical. It ain't even real. You know what I'm saying? And you're and you're locked up like, oh, I don't want to move. But, you know, mm -mm. no, nah, we got we got to we got to get free. Like, that's one of the things I do love about this show is I think every day we give a listener something that will help them get free, whether it's music or the message. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's the that's the that's always the goal. So that's always I promise you, Dice and I come, go off air before we not give y'all something real authentic. <laughs> no, that's right. And no, no, seriously, because because it's about yeah. you know I'm be honest with you, yeah. we're not really the entertainment driven. We know y'all yeah. not gonna get a ton of jokes, and mm -mm. we we you ain't gonna see us all on social media dancing mm -mm. and doing all that yeah, stuff. Exactly that ain't us. Mm -mm. So yeah, yeah. If you're looking for that, sorry. No, no. <laughs> No, seriously, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm not puffy. I'm not Diddy. I'm not dancing all in the videos. No, no. And shouts out to you, Diddy, if you're listening. That's no shame. Yeah, but I, I just know that, you know, uh, Dice, as well as, you know, me and my mm -hmm. Dice are called to do something different. Yeah, we really want to change. We yeah. really want to uh, allow for you to hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. you, you know, if you haven't ever taken the grief recovery program, mm -hmm. a lot of churches offer it right now. And it's just not about grief from a loved one, but it's grief from anything that's holding you back in bondage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they tell you in the first session, hold yourself 1% accountable for your actions, your thoughts, and everything that goes into that. And I think if you start there and you start changing your outlook, through God's word, through prayer, everything will be a blessing. So, yeah, we pray right. that prisoner in the mind, uh, real talk, helped y'all today. Shouts out to our brother E.I. the King. Come on now. Oh, my goodness, Dice. I mean, his 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 story is amazing. 18 I, to 31, I, he was institutionalized. Wow. From 18 to 31, he said. Just wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, wow. But I love he's on fire for the Lord. And I love that he's on a mission, not just out here, out here but I love how he's reaching back. Like, no, no, no. It's for my soldiers that, you know, over half of my life, I didn't spend the time with them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to give back to them. So I just love, I love it. 
can't forget where you come from. You know, can't forget that there are people back there uh, who need you. So I love that he's young and he's thinking like that. And he, I love it. He's on fire for the Lord. So that was a good one. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. I love that he's on fire for the Lord and he's doing good music. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely go follow him at EI the King on all his social media platforms to stay up to date. He's getting ready to drop new music too as well. So you wow. definitely want to keep it locked for him. Let's continue to support Kingdom Artists. Um, I think it's very important to just continue to support Kingdom Artists. I know his mm-hmm. Instagram handle actually is uh, Steph and Testa. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, I do know on Instagram, you can follow him at uh, Steph and Testa. And uh, yeah, over 12 years in prison. Um, and now he's preaching the word of God to, uh, you know, anybody incarcerated, plus everybody in the streets and yeah. letting them know they, they can overcome and they can change their life around. So, yeah, mm-hmm. powerful, powerful, powerful. Listen, stop playing. We got we got new merch on the way from CHH University. Don't we? Uh, yeah. Come on. Where, where can they go buy that merch at, Dice? Listen, you already know. CHHUniversity.com or ChewShop.com for your uh, definitely faith inspired, your faith full faith like christian ministry gear period whether it's a shirt a hat a mug a notebook just shoes like if you're looking to express your faith uh but also looking to rock some urban gear please stop by today chhuniversity.com and then take a picture of what you actually purchase i would love to post it on our website Mm mm-hmm absolutely make sure y'all support kingdom branding that's it for today y'all listen go out and be great today kings and queens uh continue to show the love of christ because that's what christ would want you to do remember Mm -hmm. you're an ambassador for christ when you pick that cross up each and every day there's a responsibility to try your best to live holy yeah we we fall short some days but we should start we should start uh having more days where we hitting the mark there we go you ain't got to be perfect but yes jesus christ is the example stop playing Mm -hmm. so no no don't don't tell me what moses did don't tell me what paul did (laughs) you know all those things are powerful don't get me wrong absolutely you need to know these things but no no jesus was the example jesus ain't do none of that stuff moses paul noah none of them did (laughs) yeah let's be very clear king david yeah don't don't tell me about david absolutely i want to hear it and it's it's substance to knowing the story but what did jesus do when he walked for 33 years right Right here yeah yeah he walked everywhere for 33 (laughs) years you had a a real life example of what we're really supposed to be doing yeah he's the one we got to answer to yeah david's sitting up there you know saying somewhere on assignment <laughs> let's be very clear moses up there somewhere on assignment right, right, right. jesus is the one that's gonna open the gate for it come on now <laughs> so absolutely yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah. listen we got to get out of here we're gonna be back tomorrow stop playing wisdom wednesday oh my goodness dice got a mm. real talk conversation for Not you me. oh we're gonna talk about them haters Haters, we gonna haters. talk about haters tomorrow. Y'all gonna want to tap in. You might as well kill somebody now. <laughs> haters, we talking about haters tomorrow on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, of course, we got another exclusive spiritual detox. Remember mm-hmm. to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be your goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.